going to conclude um, the first half of this series of sermons entitled Mindfulness, Reflections on the Psalms, Creation, and the Human Experience. The first half, meaning all that I'm doing this year, the second half of this series is going to be next summer. And the combination of these two series I'm putting into a book. Um, and um, it was a book that I started working on a long time ago. I couldn't ever quite get it finished, and I figured, well, if I preached it, then I'd have to get it finished. And so that's what I'm working on right now. I appreciate your patience with me on that. Um, so we're going to complete this uh, half of the series uh, today. Now, today's sermon is going to be very different from the rest of the sermons in this series. The previous sermons in the series were all reflections. They were very reflective about about life, about creation, and about the Psalms. Today's sermon is a story. It's more of a parable, really. Remember, a parable is a story that comes out of everyday life that has meaning beyond the story itself. Jesus taught in parables all the time. And he told his parables out of everyday life of his time and place. Sometimes some people understood his stories, and sometimes they didn't. And so he'd say things like, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Because parables take work. You've got to work at it to understand what it is that he's trying to, to say. Well, I'm going to try and tell a parable, but I need to tell you right up front, mine, mine is not nearly as good as Jesus' were. okay? Not nearly that good. And I'm not comfortable with leaving it where some people understand and some people don't. As a preacher, it's important to me that the word get across, and so while I'm telling this story, I'm going to be pausing at times in order for us to reflect a little bit upon the spiritual parallel to the story. And that way, I think I can keep you with me throughout the whole story, and hopefully uh, this will be meaningful and make some sense to you. This particular story, I'm, uh, I'm, I've entitled Psalm 95 Rock. If you've been here for five or six years, I did preach this once before, so you may hear, you may recognize some of the story, but I've reworked it in pretty significant ways for the purpose of this series and for the book. So that's an, enough about that. Let's turn our attention to uh, the reading of Psalm 95. Today's scripture reading is going to be Psalm 95, 1 to 11. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The height of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it and the dry land which his hands have formed. O come, let us see and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O oh, that today you would listen to his voice. Do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of at Massa in the wilderness. When your ancestors tested me and put me to the proof, though they have seen my work. 
For 40 years I loathed that generation and said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not regard my ways. Therefore, in my anger I swore, they shall not enter my rest. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Michael. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord our God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The story begins with three friends, Robert, Tom, and myself, talking about taking our boys on a camping trip. Robert and his two sons, Tom and his two sons, and me and my two oldest sons, Chris and Seth. We decided to take a camping trip together to a place in central Arizona on the Mugion Rim called Tom's Creek. Upon our arrival, we were, found ourselves situated in a beautiful meadow. The meadow, meadow was kind of long and narrow, beautiful green grass around the meadow, ponderosa pine trees. On the far end of the meadow, there was a creek, Tom's Creek. Beyond the creek, some cliffs cut out by the creek. Beyond that, mountains behind us, mountains. So we are situated in this beautiful valley with a meadow and trees and, and a creek. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. Upon arrival, first job was to get camp set up. Now, I was the most experienced camper of the three. Jerry and I have been blessed to spend a lot of time outdoors in our life. We lived outside, sometimes for as much as four months at a time. So we learned our lessons, and some of them the hard way, and I knew what to do. And so we set up camp. I chose the right spot for my tent so I knew it would be protected from the elements, and, and it didn't take long to get it set up. Tom had camped quite a bit himself, and so he kind of knew what he was doing, and he's chose a pretty good spot for his tent and had it set up pretty quickly. And then there was Robert. This was Robert's first time camping. In fact, just days before, he had purchased his first tent. He was proud that he found one for $39. <laughs> he was so excited about that purchase, his tent for $39. He chose a spot right in the middle of the meadow to set up his tent. And he was excited he got it set up, so we commended him for that good work. You know, sometimes life brings surprises. And sometimes when the surprises come, we're prepared for them, and we weather the storm pretty well. And sometimes when surprises come, we're not prepared for them. And we need the help of others to, to get us through. But in life, surprises are going to come, sometimes good, sometimes bad. They will come. Well, once camp was set up, we decided to take the boys hiking up Tom's Creek, upstream. As we left behind the meadow, we entered into a canyon. At first, the canyon was fairly wide and pretty easy walking. About a half mile, we walked in, and it was wide and easy. And then after about a half mile, the canyon started narrowing. 
And as it narrowed, the grade got a little steeper uphill. And there began to appear these, these wonderful rock formations, interesting rock formations, big boulders and rocks, some of them alongside of the creek, some of them in the creek, water making their way around it, but these big old boulders that the boys could climb on. And so that's what they did. They climbed all over these boulders as we continued to make our way upstream. For about a mile, we climbed over boulders. The kids had a great time. We pressed on upstream. So about a mile and a half into our hike, and I happened to notice further up the canyon the formation of some monsoon clouds. I took note, but we kept pressing forward. It wasn't too long after that that I noticed the clouds growing a little darker. And then I heard the first rumble of thunder making its way down the canyon. And at that moment when I heard that thunder, I started looking up and seeing the clouds beginning to grow nearer and nearer to us. I happened to notice out of the corner of my eye, right above me, about 100 feet up on the edge of a cliff, a bunch of ponderosa pines, and every one of them had been struck by lightning. And I took that to be a sign. <laughs> you all know what a sign is? A sign is an ordinary event with extraordinary meaning. For outsiders looking in, it's just ordinary stuff. But when you're the one who receives the sign, it has extraordinary meaning. It's one of the ways that God speaks to us through signs. A star appears in the sky. And for the rest of the world, it's just a star. But for a group of wise men or astrologers watching the night sky, it was the very word of God. A Messiah had been born. A sign. It's one of the ways that God speaks to us. And I hear a story about people getting signs from God all the time. Many of you here have told me stories of the ways that you've received a sign from God. Maybe it's a loved one who's died. And then for days after, you see a butterfly or you see a hummingbird in places where there never had been hummingbirds or butterflies. And for the rest of the world, it's just a butterfly. It's just a hummingbird. But for you, it's a message from God that your loved one is going to be okay. We receive these kinds of signs all the time. It's one of the ways that God speaks to us. So I'm looking up, and I see all these trees that have been struck by lightning, and God was speaking to me. It was a sign. And I knew what to do. So I got Robert and Tom's attention, called them over and said, you know, there's a storm that's starting to build. It'd be smart if we made our way back to camp. Well, Robert and Tom thought they had plenty of time. They wanted to press on. I couldn't convince them otherwise. So did Tom's oldest son, JT. So the three of them continued forward. Meanwhile, I took the five boys with me and started heading back to camp. As we made our way through that part of the hike where there's all those interesting rock formations and boulders, the sky began to grow darker and darker, 
and we'd hear thunder rumbling through the canyon more and more often, announcing what was surely evident, a storm was going to hit. But at first I wasn't that worried about it because there were all these interesting rock formations and it was easy to see where we could find shelter and be safe. So we just pressed on. We made our way out of that mile or so of all these interesting rock formations and started entering into the place where the canyon grew a little bit wider and the rock formations began to disappear. And wouldn't you know it, that's when it happened. At first, it was just a few drips of water, drip, drip, drip. And then it was as if the heavens opened up and sheets of water came pouring down upon us. Buckets of water came pouring down upon us. It was like a full immersion baptism. We were immediately soaked to the bone. And as we were getting drenched, as the water just pouring down upon us, I could see upstream about 20 yards, one last big rock. And it looked like it might have an overhang. So I instructed the boys, and we made our run for that rock. And sure enough, it had an overhang. And so we crawled up underneath that rock, and there was just enough room for the six of us. If there would have been one other person, somebody would have been getting wet. There was just enough room for the six of us. And so we took our shelter under that rock. Now, maybe you've had that experience before of finding shelter in the midst of a time of storm. I mean, storms come in our life. Life isn't easy. We know that. Stuff happens. Life isn't always easy. But maybe you've had that experience that in the midst of a storm, whatever the storm is, suddenly you feel a sense of safety, shelter. Psalm 95 says, God is the rock of our salvation. So we huddled together underneath this big old rock. The boys were wet and cold and frightened. And while we were out of the rain, I knew we were not out of danger. After all, this big old rock was just a couple of feet from the creek, and we were in a canyon in the middle of a Thunderstorm, and we know what can happen in canyons and thunderstorms with flash floods. And so I'm watching and I'm mapping my escape if I need to get the boys to higher ground quickly. And I got it all laid out as we're waiting to see what's going to happen next. And, and then it just kept raining. And it rained and it rained and it rained. And after about a half hour of rain, something happened that changed everything. It's not that the rain started slowing down. In fact, it might have been raining at its hardest at that moment. But what happened that changed everything was one of the boys began singing. He began singing, Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. As the rain was pouring down around us, our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. And then all the boys joined in and started singing, Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above. And we had a little boys chorus underneath that rock. And as they sing, sang, a change came over them. And we know why. We know why when we sing praise to God, it affects us. It has an impact on our lives. Singing praise to God can lift our spirits. 
It can change our attitude. It can relieve us of our fears. When we sing praise to God, when we focus our attention on the Lord who once spoke a word and calmed the storm, when we focus our attention on the Lord who created us and who loves us, when we focus our attention upon the Lord whose power is far greater than any storm, our fears are relieved. Our spirits are lifted. We sing praise to Almighty God. And so the boys praised. They sang, Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. They sang, and they sang, and they sang for about a half hour. They sang, during which they started getting a little sillier and a little sillier. And, and after about a half hour of that, about an hour under that rock, we saw what in retrospect became a pretty funny scene. We saw Robert and Tom and JT running as fast as they could down the creek headed back toward camp. Now they saw us and so they ran over to us but there was no place for them under the rock and they couldn't have stayed with us anyway. They were far too wet, far too cold. They had to get to safety and so they ran on. Meanwhile, we stayed huddled underneath that rock for about another 15 minutes until the storm finally came to an end. It stopped as fast as it started. It came to an end. We crawled out from underneath our rock and we stretched for just a minute and then we ran. We ran as fast as we could back to camp. When we arrived back at camp, we found Robert and Tom and JT huddled in the front of Tom's truck with the heater on trying to warm up. But with the storm behind us, it was time to assess the damage. So we took a look at my tent, and it did fine. No water got in, everything was dry, it was fine. We took a look at Tom's tent, and it did pretty well. A little water got in, but just a little bit, it wasn't too bad. And then we took a look at Robert's $39 tent <laughs> out in the middle of the meadow. As he unzipped the tent, water was pouring out. I had no idea that sleeping bags could hold that much water. There was eight inches of water inside of his tent. Now, that's just the first of many experiences that Robert had on that first camping trip. I don't know if he's ever gone camping since. <laughs> but we made it through the night. And the next morning we got up and after breakfast we decided that we would take the boys back up Tom's Creek again this time earlier in the day before the monsoons would come in. And so we started our hike back up Tom's Creek. A half mile in, we came to that place where the boys and I had found shelter under the overhang of a rock. And then an interesting thing happened because one by one, the boys started going and climbing back underneath that rock. They just stay for a minute or two, and then they come back out. And I asked them what they were doing, and they said, we just wanted to go home. And I knew what they meant. I mean, you knew what they meant. In that place, just the afternoon before, they had experienced something of the providence of God. 
sheltering them from the storm. In that place, just the afternoon before, they'd experienced something of the very grace of God. And when we experience the grace of God, we want to stay in that place. We want to return to that place. I mean, what they had experienced was pretty remarkable. How in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a storm, God could touch them. And the storm then became nothing more than a means by which they would be blessed. Think about that. In the midst of the storm, God can touch us. And the storms become nothing more than a means by which we are being blessed. Of course they wanted to go back to that place. Of course. They'd experienced the grace of God. Well, we decided we were going to name the place. And so we named it Psalm 95 Rock. Oh, come sing to the Lord, Psalm 95 begins. Shout out to the Lord, the rock of our salvation. Psalm 95 Rock. Well, that's my story. That's my story of how life can be so beautiful. Like a meadow with pine trees and a creek and a valley, life can be so, so very beautiful. And then storms, they do come. And the thunder and the lightning can rattle us to the bone. But through it all, we know our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Thanks be to God. Amen? Amen.